Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with James Vagley and Ash Playstead. Being a successful mortgage broker is not just about offering great rates and great service. You need to become the best marketer, leader and strategist to outthink your competition. If you want to grow your mortgage business and do it smarter, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit www.brokerworkshop.com. That's brokerworkshop.com. Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. Hey, everybody. It's James Bagley, and welcome to another episode of the MBA podcast. As always, I've got Ash placed with me. Ash, how are you doing today? I'm doing really, really well, James, and uh, I've got to be honest with you. Look, I'm always excited about our chats, you know that, but I'm particularly excited today with our subject matter. Likewise, likewise. I love these case studies and uh, listeners, you'll be, you might be looking at this one and going, okay, case study, 1.8 million a month to 7.2 million a month in eight months. And that's, you know, this is a real case study. That's results, settlements, money in the bank. Uh, and it's actually a real case study. Uh, one of our members uh, will call, for the sake of this case study, we'll call him Corey. And um, we're going to share what this person has done in just six to eight months. And, uh, you know, you, well, we're actually quite excited because this person's only just getting started, Ash. So uh, the, it's probably going to go another 10 times from here. But uh, for the sake of this case study, listeners, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of pull the curtain back and share what some of the key things this person has done to achieve really quick results and really impressive results. So, Ash, let's dive in and um, pull that curtain back a little bit. Yeah, absolutely, James. Well, look, as you know, Corey came to us eight months ago, um, and I, I would add another distinction here to anybody listen to this this is not magic and and Corey our case study is not any different to any of you guys he didn't he wasn't laying about with time to spare and curious about how to grow his business he came to us already busy in the sense of working long hours not productive but busy um he didn't know which way to turn and needed a path to follow. Now, no great revelation there. However, with Corey, what he has done is take the action required to put the foundations in on top of which you can stack whatever level of growth your ambition dictates. That, that's probably where I would start with this. And I make this point to a lot of people and particularly to everybody listening today is no matter how big you want to grow your business, no matter where you want to go with your business, no matter what choices you think you might want to make in the future, they are all fed from the same foundations. So that's what I'd perhaps like to start, James, with Corey's story about, you know, the first couple of steps he took forward with setting up the foundation. And yes, he did it quickly. Some people do it quickly, some people less quickly. But the really exciting thing for me is not necessarily the speed, but it's the consistency of the process. Yeah, hundred percent. And this is this result is not uncommon. Uh, this is uh, fairly standard in our world for uh, people to very quickly double, triple, uh, even go 
and grow their volumes by factors of four or five times. So this is not uncommon. Uh, but what you're going to learn, I guess, over the next 10, 15 minutes is kind of what Ash was hinting at, is that it's not rocket science. It's just that uh, that magic source of what to do and when and actually having a clear plan of attack and then getting it done is is what it's really all about. But um, the two things we're going to dive into today are ultra-systemization and, of course, building out a team, and they go hand in hand. Um, one of the key things that... Corey's done in this first six to eight months of working with us is ultra systemizing of all aspects of his business, right, Ash? Like from, uh, you, you know, this is fully diving into his uh, CRM platform and systemizing and automating and templatizing his workflows, his um, reminders, his how everything works with his team, how things get assigned, how things uh, how reminders happen. Essentially, how a how he can now pr produce or not produce, but process loans with his team in an ultra efficient manner. That's essentially what he spent probably six months doing, and now it enables him and his business to do huge numbers with less effort. Yeah, I think. Um... I think, you know, in a lot of industries, and particularly the, the, the mortgage broking industry, James, it's a, it's a bit of a peculiarity is that there's lots of advice out there. There's lots of coaching. There's lots of tools and resources. There's lots of people saying, here's a solution to this piece of the puzzle and this piece of the puzzle. And in my mind, what that creates is this sort of smorgasbord of possible solutions, this smorgasbord of possible pathways to follow. And um, do all of them work? Probably. Um, do all of them work collectively together at the same time? No. So I think it comes back to this ability to understand what are the ingredients of the cake I want to bake and, and what's the right order to bake them, to, to speak metaphorically. And what Corey did was say, right, this is the direction I want to go. He came to us, we worked out his strategy, we worked out where he was in life and business and said, right, moving forward down the track, this is where I want to land to take the next steps. And What's my first step? And the first step was right. We need to get everything out of your head, everything that makes you a great broker in how you personally deal with customers and get everything done to deliver amazing experiences to your customers, but also to your referral partners. Because Corey you know, has a relationship with some referral partners that back when he started with us, were delivering a little bit of business, but he just didn't have the capability to handle anymore. So it was very frustrating for him, very frustrating for them. So one of the things that systemizing his business and then building a team, and he's still got building to go, but he's hired his first one or two people, it's opened up the floodgates for him to now go back to the marketplace and say to his referral partner, I now have built capability and competency that allows me to take a lot more business from you. And that's what they were looking for. And that has opened up the floodgates for him. And that's a big reason why he's gone from you know, 1.8 to 7.2 quickly. And I've got no doubt he, he potentially will double and triple that if that's what he wants to do. And that's what we're working on as a team with him. So for anyone listening that's going, 
okay, that's great. You know, this guy did amazingly well and yada, yada, yada. How did he do it? How did he do it? That's what everyone wants to know. Well, how he did it, listeners, was he got everything out of his head. As James said, he systemized the bejesus out of it. That's the technical term, by the way. He systemized the bejesus out of it. And anyone is capable of doing that. This is my point. He, he's a terrific guy, but he's no different to any of you listeners thinking, well, I'm stuck. What do I do? He's special. I can't do what he did. Well, guess what? You can. It's about following a process, getting it out of your head and transferring that intelligence and that knowledge you have into a system that can be replicated as many times as you want by adding resources, i.e. a team, that have liberated Corey to spend more time out with his referral partner and with clients. So that's, that's really the formula. Now, anybody can do that. And I say that with greatest deference to Corey, who's done amazingly well. But as you said, James, that's quite a normal outcome for the people we work with. And um, as self-serving as that statement might sound, it's actually damn true. This is just quite normal. And, this is, you know, we've picked out Corey as a case study because he's also got a couple of other challenges. So I wanted to add a couple of other aspects to his journey that will give people a bit more context. During the course of this growth and this systemization, Corey also has gone through the exciting birth, pregnancy and birth of his first child. You know, which obviously is amazing, but also is quite distracting and quite time consuming at the same time. At the same time as that was happening, he also, he and his wife, have dealt with all of the ups and downs and the traumas of the horrific floods that we had in Eastern Australia, in parts of Eastern Australia, which had them kicked out of their home, trying to get things fixed, trying to work with customers, trying to, with a new baby. All of these things were going on at the same time. He was systemizing and growing his business. So, yeah, if he didn't have a path to follow with that systemization, would it have been a sliding doors moment and things could have gone a different direction? Unquestionably. So sort of that's, I guess, the message that I'm looking to impart here, James and listeners, is we all have things happen in our life but if you've got a path to follow and a roadmap to follow and good guidance to keep you on that path, you can overcome anything and achieve anything you want. Yeah, it's a great story. I love it. It's um, it's always exciting to see people, uh, you know, following the steps and getting the work done. But the, the biggest learning, I think, as well for our listeners is because the big mistake we see all too often is a good mortgage broker who gets busy, gets in demand, maybe has some partnerships where they're can't keep up with the business there's there's a big opportunity and what they typically do is they just try and throw more staff at it okay i've got to hire some extra brokers or loan writers i need to hire some admin staff to help me keep up that's what brokers typically do they they try and add more bodies and it's completely the wrong approach whereas what Corey did yes he did hire some people but he spent hundreds of hours systemizing his back end so that number one he well probably there's a few aspects number one he'd need less people number two the people he did hire actually had a system a foolproof system to follow 
so that when he does open those floodgates, he can actually handle that amount of volume and there won't be problems. So I think this case study is a massive learning for anyone that's looking to build a business that pushes back at the idea of spending hours and hours and hours or or a decent chunk of time or money in setting up the systems and the processes and the workflows and the automations because we talk about this a lot with our members. Actually, you know, that is the value of your business. The value of your business is the systems and tech and workflows. And then on top of that, the value is in your team and partnerships and the rest of the ecosystem. But all of that breaks in an instant if you don't have those systems and workflows, right? So that's why I love it this case study so much because when we spoke to Corey about it and he said, yeah, um, over months and months, I've put in probably hundreds of hours to brain dump everything out of my head, um, get really clear on the service level and offer that I want to provide my clients, write down what that ideal experience is and get all of the tasks and flow out of my head, out of my team's head, and then go, right, this is a big project, so let's just start chipping away every day, 1% at a time, and just making a start. And I think that's they're probably the big key lessons to get from Corey, not that he hired a couple of people or, yes, he did have some amazing referral partnerships in place, but those wouldn't have gone anywhere if he didn't build this engine to be able to pump out more loans. So, 100%. Um, 100% you know, and look. Just to jump in there, James, I just think that is worth repeating. That is worth repeating over and over again. Is This is a key takeaway for me. With Corey's success, yes, he brain dumped. And I know that's a big friction point for a lot of you guys listening is, okay, that makes sense to brain dump. And, I, you know, that's logical. But, you know, I just find it like extracting teeth. You know, how do I go about it? What do, what do I do? Once I brain dump it, then what do I do? Well, there is a process to that. There is a way to go about that. And of course, that's the way we work with our clients in, in our program. Um, but at the very least to take out of this discussion is that's the starting point on which everything else is built. So with Corey and the, and the point you just made, James, and I want to emphasize this again, is he is now on the threshold of being able to leverage this with his existing referral partners and potentially others that are coming knocking on his door saying, hey, we've seen what you're doing. We've seen how you can bring not just competency, but capability and scale, i.e. the ability to handle growing volumes of business to the marketplace that we just haven't seen from others. So he's being approached by some pretty big prospects that are saying, we've tried broking before, We've tried partnerships before. It didn't work. We've seen what you're doing. We've heard this about you. Can we talk? Now, I really want everybody to take that out of this discussion. Whether you deal with big referral partners or little referral partners or real estate agents or accountants or whoever it happens to be, the ability to walk a prospective partner through the way that you follow systems and processes and have a team and performance management structures around how all that works that frees you up to be at the front of the relationship, working on growing the relationship, 
that is incredibly powerful and you can take that as far as you want to go. That is a key takeaway from this. Yeah, I like the the scale thing is big, isn't it, Ash? Because, you know, I'm just touching on the word scale just for a minute because it's very difficult to scale by just adding more people. I mean, any of our listeners that have tried this in the past, when you get busy and you want to grow and you think, well, I'll just hire more people, without the systems and processes in place, training is slow, training is long, uh, you're relying on people's skills to get up to speed because they don't have anything to follow. The systems aren't in place. So by spending a lot of time on the systems, it actually enables you to scale very quickly. You can very quickly add loan processes, loan writers, power brokers, customer service representatives, whatever you want to call them. You can very easily get those people up to speed and trained up to follow your process. Um, so scaling becomes very, very quick when you do this. So um, just just wanted to sort of wrap with you, Ash, on some of the key summaries that Corey mentioned when we interviewed him um, a while back that we haven't mentioned yet, that he he touched on the importance of mindset. And I know this is always a big concept that we talk a lot about in our sessions, but mindset. And he actually said that one of a couple of the key things that his advice to other brokers was, was around you have to release yourself from the business so that you can go and invest time in partners. Um, so he's made this mindset shift and he's gone, right, I need to make a start and I've got to commit to this process. And then the other thing I'd like to share with our listeners, Ash, is just what he said was around you have to be prepared for it to break and to make mistakes and that it's actually okay if you make mistakes, your team make mistakes or the process makes mistakes because that's the way that you build it and fix it and improve it. So that uh, we know a lot of our listeners and brokers strive for perfection right out of the gates. And sometimes that stops them from implementing and releasing new things. But um, that was another key takeaway from Corey's journey and spending hundreds of hours systemizing the business that it did mm. break and he was okay with that. And it's about actually just getting it out there and implementing even if it's not perfect because that's a key thing that holds people back. Yeah, really good point, James. And I'll... I'll I'll add my uh, two cents worth to that. Um, I know a lot of brokers, a lot of listeners to this episode and, and brokers generally, we're in an industry where perfection is important when, or, or accuracy and getting it right the first time is crucial with what we actually do as a profession, which is um, secure loans for customers, right? So that needs to be done correctly. It's procedural, there's rules, policies, compliance, best interest duty. All of these things need to be done very, very appropriately and correctly, and there is no room for mistakes in that process. So let's be clear about that. The big mindset shift that Corey made, and I support what you said, James, and I encourage everybody to self-reflect on is when it comes to building a business around what you do as a profession, okay, so building a business around your calling, which is to help people get mortgages and, and you know, as part of their plan in life, 
building a business does require a little bit of testing, tweaking, reiterating. That's how it works. And for a lot of brokers, this is what holds them back, is the their mind is still stuck in it has to be right the very first time. There is no such thing as right the very first time. You know, obviously what we do, James, is we have a benchmark process. We have methodologies. We have systems processes, accountability, a whole bunch of things that minimize the potentiality of it not working. However, you don't know whether something is working to its capabilities until you push it underwater to see where the leaks are. You must push the boat underwater. How else do you know where the leaks are? So for a broker to do that out of the gates on their own without guidance and support and a mindset shift is very, very difficult. And what I have seen in the industry for many, many, many years without the support of the right sort of coaching or mentoring is a broker will try it once, maybe twice, and then give up because it's too hard. They see it as too risky and they haven't made the mindset shift away from separating building a business to writing loans. That's the key mindset shift. And obviously, that's where we work closely with Corey. And I'm really glad that you highlighted that. And I really uh, encourage everybody to take that away and to think about, okay, the skill set and the mindset of building a business is a different skill set and mindset from being a great broker. Completely different skill sets. You're right, Ash. And um, I guess, listeners, if if you would like to get results like this in your business, um, these, as we said at the start, are relatively commonplace in our uh, amongst our team and amongst clients we work with. So, if you're looking to grow your business, like Corey and like a number of our members have done, then uh, let's have a chat. You know, comment on this podcast. Go to brokerworkshop.com and have a look at some of our free resources. Book yourself in for a chat and let's see if we can get results like this for you too. There's no point reinventing the wheel. Uh, We have the processes and solutions and accountability and support you need to get this done uh, because it takes time and effort and the results are totally worth it. So um, I love sharing these case studies because they're exciting and also hopefully for you guys, our listeners, they're insightful, there's learnings, but also inspiring and motivating to go, yep, I want that. And there's probably a smarter way and some things that I don't know. And maybe I should reach out and have a conversation with James and Ash team. So um, yeah, that's kind of it from me, Ash. I'm excited to share more case studies in the future. We're going to keep doing more of these in this podcast. So uh, we'll see what comes up next. Yeah, I really hope the message is loud and clear, uh, everyone. It's okay to put your hand up. It's okay to admit that you're not sure how to build a business or you don't know or you don't have the skills. And, um, you know, I think personally, James, a lot of what I will just collectively call the mental health and wellness challenges that brokers deal with, not just the stresses of customers and the deadlines that are involved in the mortgage industry, but also, um, you know, the stresses of how to manage your own life, your own family situation, and, and how to do that whilst you're building a business correctly. That is the one of the wellsprings or the source points for poor mental health. So 
it's okay to put your hand up. It's okay to say, I'm not too sure how to do this. Come and have a chat to us. It's why we do what we do, listeners, is building an amazing business makes you a lot of money. And yes, it has a lot of benefits, but you know what? It also gives you time, freedom, and life back, which is worth more than all the money in the world. Oh, 100%. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. In fact, uh, you know, probably the smartest people, some of the smartest people in the industry are in our group. You know, it's not the people that need help, so to speak. It's the people that are smart and recognize that help actually helps accelerate. So, yeah, um, been a pleasure to share this case study with you. And uh, Ash will have a, another interesting episode on the cards next week. So I guess I'll see you then. We'll do version two of Corey's case study in eight months, James, when he's at 15 million plus. Look forward to it. (laughs) Sounds good. Bye, everybody. See ya. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income, and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.